about you. You gotta know about it. Jump up at the show. Jump up at the show. Had to turn my flow, yeah. Had to turn the tone. Had to turn my diamonds, yeah. They smacking head to toe. Spot what you saying, yeah. Just shut up and let me go. Riding in that beam, let that talk the truth. Bro, I rode these bus down, watch this on me. I got my blinking tongue. Head number one up on each other, yeah. Stuck up one. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to episode 293 of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And here at the Unpopular Podcast, I'm not really asking you to agree with me. I'm just asking you to hear me out. And where we'll start, first of all, I want to say happy holidays to the people, for people that didn't understand where I was last week. It was the holidays. I was out of town. You know, I hope you guys enjoyed your family just like I wish I would have enjoyed mine. Let's just say that. I hope you guys ate as much as you could. Enjoyed Black Friday. We are back. And what we will start with are wins. Now, when you hear the word wins, what you have to understand about wins is a win is different for different people. And what do I mean by that? You ha- you have to put wins in the same basket you put expectations. Some people's expectations for things are different than others. And that is okay. You know what I mean? Team USA advanced out of the group stages after beating Iran. Or Iran, I apologize. After beating Iran uh, 1-0 or 1-0. Now, I will be the first to come in here and say that I was wrong. I didn't think that Team USA was going to make it out of the group stages because of the history that I've seen from Team USA. I mean, if you think about it, Team USA didn't even make the last World Cup because they didn't qualify. So I was very skeptical when it came when it comes to Team USA, at least the men's side. The women's side have a history of domination. The men's not so much. We have I was talking to a friend of mine. We were talking, who was the face of Team USA? Who was the face? Team USA men's has had some great players. They've had Clint Dempsey. They've had uh, Tim Howard. They've had uh, Landon Donovan. But you don't really know the face. I mean, if you look at Team USA women's, you could say Maggie Rapino, Megan Rapino. Probably, maybe Alex Morgan. I don't know. But what I'm saying is... Team USA made it out of the group stages. They will be playing the Netherlands on Saturday, I believe. And in that, that is where we start. We start with expectations and wins. You see, I was wrong about Team USA making out the group stages, and congratulations for Team USA for making out the group stages. Christian Pulisic is our best player. He is, at least currently, the face of Team USA men's side. He, You know, they call him Captain America. He is our best player, and he came through in the clutch. Now, yes, he did go out after he scored the one, the only goal that Team USA scored, <coughs> excuse me, against Iran. He went out with an abdominal injury, went to the hospital. Uh, as I'm recording, we haven't gotten an update, so once that, you know, I'll probably put it on my tw- uh, Instagram or something, but... Christian Pulisic had his 
quote unquote Captain America moment. He, his nickname is Captain America. He has Captain America moment. He was able to get us the goal that, or us when I say Team USA, get us the goal to advance to out of the group stages. And to me, that is the win. That is the win. Let's be honest about Team USA, right? In this entire group stage, they've struggled. They've struggled to score. They've struggled to finish. Uh, they did have the goal against Wales, but Wales ultimately came back and won. Oh, no, no I'm sorry. I didn't come back and won, but they came back and tied it, and it was a draw. But when you look at the World, the World Cup and you look at who Team USA is. Do we? Do you honestly think that Team... Well, let me say this. I don't know what you think. You could think. I don't think Team USA has a realistic shot of winning the whole World Cup. When you look at Brazil, who is the most stacked team, even with Neymar being out right now, Brazil's the most stacked team. You have Argentina, and, and even though they did, have an, they did get upset, but... Argentina with Lionel Messi. You have Portugal with Christian Ronaldo. Team USA, the win to me was making it out of the group stages what they did. Hell, they may not even beat the Netherlands on Saturday, but that is okay because the win was getting out the group stages, in my opinion, and they were able to do that. Again, this is a Team USA that didn't even qualify for the World Cup previously due to the fact that they just didn't make it. Team USA is a young team. They have a lot of young players. So I do think that they will get better. But kind of like Team USA when we talk about basketball, Team USA when we talk about swimming, Team USA women's soccer, the <laughs> USA is, is in those sports is known for dominance. Team USA basketball is known for dominance. We're known, we as in USA, are known as the, the mecca of basketball. Yeah, you have people like Giannis, and you have Nikola Jokic, uh, uh, Luka Doncic, but America is where you have, or, or is known as the basketball powerhouse. Same thing as swimming, Michael Phelps, Ryan Lotney. Uh, Katie, Katie, uh, I forgot her last name, but Katie, you know what I'm talking about. I apologize for getting your last name. Ledecky, Katie Ledecky, powerhouse. Team USA soccer has not been the case. Men's, Team USA men's soccer has not been the case. So wins goes in the same basket as expectations. My expectations, there are delusional expectations, but Team USA won. And congratulations, in my opinion, for Team USA getting the win that they needed, meaning getting out of the group stages. What happens after this is just shocking to me at this point. Like if they they could be the Netherlands, but if they if they go up against a, in my opinion, a, a a more dominant team like a Portugal, like a Argentina, like a Brazil, and win, that would that would probably that would probably be the whole show. But Congratulations for to Team USA, for Christian Pulisic, for everyone in that organization, organization for making it out of the group stages. Uh, 
and and seeing Nether the Netherlands on uh, on Saturday. Speaking of expectations, there were two teams that went into the NFL season with high expectations. Multiple teams, I say that. There was multiple teams that went into the to to the season with high expectations. But I'm going to focus on two of them. And the reason why I'm going to focus on two of them is because both of these I believe both of these teams' futures hinge on decisions that could be made coming up. The two teams that I'm going to talk about is the Denver Broncos and the LA Rams. Denver made the splat or probably had the splash of the offseason getting trading for Russell Wilson. They traded a lot. They traded Drew Locke, Noah Fan, a whole bunch of draft picks. And then they ultimately gave Russell Wilson like a four or five year contract. Like worth half a billion dollars. Or no, a quarter of a billion dollars. They also got Nathaniel Hackett as their head coach, who was previously the offensive coordinator for the uh, Green Bay Packers. A lot of people, including myself, had high expectations for the Broncos. I thought I was going – if everything worked out the way it, it could, I saw them making it to the AFC Championship. Clearly, I was wrong. But this season is over with for them. Uh, due to with 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 things not working offensively, their defense has been really good. They but offensively they've been so bad that they had to to free up some space. So they traded, or they yeah they traded Bradley Chubb, who was one of their best. Defensive players. No, they're still good. They still have Patrick Jertan. They're still good defensively, but still. They let go of Melvin Gordon. He kept fumbling the ball. They let him go. He went to the Chargers. Not Chargers. He went to the Chiefs. It's been a tough, tough season for the for the Broncos. And for the Rams. The Rams had high expectations coming off a Super Bowl. You bring back a lot of you, – you do lose Odell Beckham Jr. You all, due to injury, and we don't know where he's going free agent-wise. You also lose Von Miller to the Bills. You get Allen Robinson, who was incredible in, in, in Chicago. You still have Cooper Rush – or Cooper Cup, I'm sorry – you, you're able to get Aaron Donald back, Aaron Donald back from retirement. The whole "we're going to defend the championship" was was very fresh on the the Rams' mind. But as we sit here today, the Rams are currently three and eight, and the Broncos are currently three and eight. 
both teams, in my humble opinion, will not make the playoffs. In fact, I'm almost sure both teams will not make the playoffs. But when I said expectations, the expectations weren't let's not make the playoffs. The expectations were we just got or we just have we have a two hundred and fifty million dollar quarterback and we also just won a Super Bowl. Let's run it back. So I started this segment off by saying that the futures depend. The future of both of these, at least immediate future, depends on what happens in these next few weeks. For the Broncos, it's been a litany of problems. No, actually it's been two problems. The two problems have been Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett. Russell Wilson has not been good. I'll be I'll be honest with you. He hasn't been good in the slightest. And Nathaniel Hackett, I said this before and I've said this a couple times, so I'm not going to harp on it, but some people are are better as coordinators than they are head coaches. Nathaniel Hackett, in my opinion, falls in that category. Josh McDaniels falls in that category. But this is what's going to have to happen. The season is over for the Broncos. Um, but you can always build momentum for next season. I don't think Nathaniel Hackett will be the head coach next season. But you start building that momentum. You start getting some wins. And even if you don't get wins... At least you look better than you look. Did you know, I think the stat is, if the Broncos would have scored 18 or more points, or just 18 points, they would have been, they're like nine, they would be, they would be nine and two right now. What I'm saying is this. This Broncos team has absolutely no momentum. I mean, hell, you even see Russell Wilson in the, in the defensive lineman going at it mid-game, which you don't usually see, especially from a quarterback that is worth $250 million. I've been on record saying that it's mainly Nathaniel Hackett's fault, and I, I still stand on that. I think Nathaniel Hackett is not a good head coach, maybe offensive coordinator, but not a good head coach. And I kind of know that because look at uh, look at Mike Vrabel. Look at Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans. They embody Mike Vrabel. They're a good defensive team. They're a rugged team. That's what Mike Vrabel is. His handprint is on that team. And usually when you're a coordinator or when you're good at something, that side of the ball is the strongest. The only exception, I would say, is this, the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan is an offensive guy, but they have arguably the best defense in the league. But when you look at this Broncos team, Nathaniel Hackett is supposed to be an offensive guy, and their offense looks horrible. It's not like they don't have talent. You have Cortland Sutton. You have Russell Wilson. But the offense looks bad. The offensive line looks terrible. It, it's just bad. And again, I do think it's mainly Nathaniel Hackett, but I don't think 
I think I think a lot of it is Russell Wilson as well. He needs to be better. But like I said before, when you put somebody in an, in a in a situation, when you put somebody in a scheme that they're not used to running, it's going to take some time. Now I don't know. Or let me say this: it's not smart, especially when you have a quarterback like Russell Wilson, and then you kind of take away some of his or try to take away some of his powers to fit into your system. Both have been bad. Russell Wilson and the system has been bad, but still. So, moving forward, man, you look, this Broncos team needs to, I'm not going to say get wins, but look better. Because this season's over. Just just pack it up, do it for next season. But you need to build some momentum into, into the offseason so you feel better about yourself. Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett probably won't be there whether you, you start winning games or not, but Build some momentum into offseason, into next season. Russell Wilson, you're going to have to change, brother. I get that you're you're Russell Wilson. I get it. You're supremely talented, but you, you're only as – that's one thing they say in uh, – <laughs> they say that in freelance world. You're only as good as your last gig. In the sports world, you're only as good as your as the last thing you put on tape. And the last in this entire season, Russell Wilson has been garbage. I'm a big Russell Wilson fan. Don't get me wrong. I'm one of the biggest Russell Wilson fans. Or I was one of the biggest Russell Wilson fans. Russell Wilson ain't been good. I will be a thousand percent honest with you. So and for the Rams, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. There's so much wrong with the Rams right now from their defense. Yes, you. I can't even say yes. You have J- Jalen Ramsey has been getting killed this entire year. Aaron Donald's hurt. I know he has Aaron Donald. Why do I keep saying Donald? Aaron Donald is hurt. He has a ankle sprain. Matthew Stafford continues his trend on being some of the league one of the league leaders in in interceptions. Allen Robinson, who's out for the season now, ha- hasn't wasn't the the Allen Robinson you needed him to be. I think that you have to this team as in the Rams have absolutely like no draft picks for years to come. I think you're going to have to trade a big name, and the big, the only big name I'm look, I can see you trading, is Jalen Ramsey. I don't think I don't see you know, <laughs> I don't see you trading Matthew Stafford. There should be no way in heaven or hell you trade Cooper Cup, and there should be no way. Look, hell would fr- should freeze over before you even think about trading Aaron Donald. Who's the next best option? Jalen Ramsey. You just need you. Ha, there's no the problem with the Rams is there's no brightness in the future. Yes, you went all in for the championship or the Super Bowl last year, which you won. But this, what we're seeing, is the outcome of what happens when you go all in for one year. You're seeing the outcome of the years after that. And what happens when a key piece? i.e. two, i.e. Odell Beckham Jr. and Von Miller when they leave and the other pieces that remain aren't as good as you thought they would be. Look, 
the future for the Broncos and the Rams can be very bright. If things start move, if for the Broncos, you finish this season strong, I'm not going to say you have to win every game, but at least look better offensively winning every, because the defense has been good. Win, look better. Look, look, don't look inept. And for the Rams, I think you need to trade Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey's had a bad year. I still think that you're going to get a good couple draft picks for him. But what what future do you have right now? You don't have one. The whole F them picks? Yeah, well, <laughs> it started to come back. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. This has been a, this has been a, a, a monumental. It goes back when I talked about Team USA. Expectations. The expectations that the Broncos went into the season with aren't the same expectations that the Houston Texans went into the season with. The same expectations that the Rams went into the season with aren't the same expectations that the the Jets went in with. The Ram, the the Rams and the Broncos have had a failure, a monumental failure of a season. We'll just have to see how they finish it out. So, let's move forward. Uh, week 12, we're going to break down the games. Well, not every game. We're going to, you know, you know how we do. Uh, let's start with the Christmas games. Oh, no, Thanksgiving games. I apologize. The Bills beat the Lions 28 to 25. The Lions are better than, we, than, than, than their record shows. And the Bills haven't been as good as their record shows the bill i thought the bills were going to be i didn't think they were going to go undefeated but i thought they would be better than they are uh josh allen is making a lot of mistakes that he shouldn't be making especially the end zone interceptions but it did not come back to bite them for the lions uh or didn't come back to bite them against the lions so they live to see another 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 week uh but when you play some of the better teams that can capitalize more on that i you need to clean it up because if not you're going to go home very quickly but congratulations to the bills for beating the lions 28 to 25 the cowboys beat the giants 28 to 20 the cowboys are one of the best teams in the nfc i'll, I'll be real with you shouts out and, and people get a lot he, he gets he gets killed a lot both of them get killed a lot but shouts out to mike mccarthy and shouts out to kellen moore for understanding the strengths of the Cowboys, which is the run and the defense. And you don't have, while Dak Prescott can still throw the ball, you don't have him trying to save the day, which it feels like they've been, he's been, they've been trying to do. Uh, Tony Pollard and, and, and Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott getting a lot of touches. And of course the defense has been stronger than ever. My, my, Michael Parsons, in my opinion, has been the defensive player of the year. They look good. And and shouts out to the Cowboys for that. For and the Giants, I'm starting to. Th- I, I kind of feel like with the Giants and the Seahawks, and we'll talk about the Seahawks shortly. They're kind of uh, that high is is kind of coming down. Yes, you started the season off good, uh, better than expected, but now you're starting to you're starting to kind of understand who these teams really are. And the Giants haven't really looked good these last few weeks. Um, I just think that the 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 high is over. The the run I'm I don't think they're going to lose every game, but the run is over for the for the Giants. They're kind of 
coming into who they really are. And that is a team that isn't that good offensively outside of Saquon Barkley and isn't that good defensively. Brian Dayball is still a hell of a coach. I still have him as coach of the year. But the Giants are starting to look like the Giants. And that's just that. But shouts out to the Cowboys. The Vikings beat the Patriots 33 to 26. Here's my here's here's my thing about the, the Vikings. The Vikings are good. The Vikings are very good. But I'm starting to see, I know starting, they have issues. Issues that can get them beat. If if Kirk Cousins is not playing at one o'clock, you're already you're already at a disadvantage. Also, the defense gives up yo, do you the defense gives up way more points than expected. I mean, a, a week ago, or yeah, a week or two ago, they lost to the Cowboys like forty to three, and then you're giving you go up against a Patriots team who has been inept offensively all year and allow Mac Jones to throw damn near three hundred and fifty yards. Mac Jones, who has been struggling this off. The Patriots don't have an offensive coordinator. And you pretty much came within a touchdown away from losing? Yeah. <clears throat> there are some problems with the Vikings, but the Vikings are three, uh, 9-2. and two, And they did beat the Patriots, so shouts out to the Vikings. Uh, go to the Sunday games. Again, we just talked about the Broncos, but the, pa- the Panthers beat the Broncos 23-10. to 10. What's even worse about this game was... Sam Darnold hasn't played the entire year and came back and looked like the best quarterback in the in in that game. And that is terrible. Uh and we just talk we don't need to continue to harp on the Broncos, but they just look bad. Um the Browns beat the Bron- Buccaneers 23 to 17. I've been saying this all year, man. Tom Brady, even though he puts up a lot of, he he has a lot of passing stats. But the only reason why he has a lot of passing stats is because he passes the ball a lot. Tom Brady has not looked good in the slightest. In the slightest. And this is just another another situation. Yes, you went into overtime, but you Tom Brady missed a lot of passes that could have won them the game. And... Jacoby Brissett didn't. Uh, David Njaku had a had an incredible one-handed catch to win the game. But we'll talk about the Browns on uh, you know the Saturday episode. We'll talk about Deshaun Watson coming back. But uh, the Broncos, man, the Broncos are not good. I know, and, and shouts out to Shannon Sharp. I know that uh, the, the defense is going to get a lot of a lot of uh, flack for it, but the defense actually been good. The defense, I think, is ranked in the top 10 in defense efficiency. The offense, though, I think is like 23rd or something. It's not been good. Let's let's park here for a second. The Jaguars beat the Ravens 28-27. to um, Shouts out to the Jaguars. Shouts out to Doug Pearson. Shouts out to Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence looked like a, the franchise quarterback that the Jaguars drafted him number one to be. Or drafted him at the number one spot. He looked great. They looked great. Uh, they 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 were incredible, especially the fourth quarter of that game. One or two things happening, I'll say, is a is a coincidence. T- 
two or three things happening i say is a trend no three or four things happening i say is a trend four or five things happening that's that's that there that's there there's something there the ravens continuously lose find ways to lose double digit leads not only in the game but in the second half slash fourth quarter they were up 19 they were up it was nine points against the jaguars but there's been multiple games this year where they've had double digit leads huge double digit leads and lost them at the top of my head i can remember the dolphins the bills and even though it was nine, we'll put them in the, the Jaguars. There's multiple. There's been like two or three more times. This one was not on Lamar Jackson. I've said this multiple times. The Ravens' defense is a bunch of names, really good names. Now, this could just—I do want no, because I was thinking they did get Roquan Smith, and he's been better. He's—he's—he's—he's he's, he's, he's been good, but this is yet another—you're—you're you're going against a quarterback who has struggled with throwing interceptions, and Trevor Lawrence looked like looked like John Elway. The la- the last drive of that game. Now, yes, I do understand that you know Justin Tucker missed a sixty-seven yard kick, and it looked really good too until like it got closer. But the fact that you had to depend on Justin Tucker to hit a 67 yard kick, especially after Lamar Jackson drove down the field and scored and put you up like twenty-seven to twenty. I've, I've I've continued to say that the Ravens could be a Super Bowl team, Super Bowl winning team, with Lamar Jackson, with the with the way that he orchestrates that offense, they could be a Super Bowl winning team. Two things, however, will prevent them from winning. That is their their offensive efficiency in the red zone, and their defense. Their defense continuously gives up this team continues to find ways to lose in the fourth quarter after having huge leads and now which we'll talk about the the Bengals in a second now they're in a they're they're tied for one for number one in the division with the Bengals and the Bengals are hot as fish grease right now without Jamar Chase Um, the Dolphins beat the Titans thirty to fifteen. The Dolphins are a team that we continuously sleep on. Uh, even though the the Texans are terrible, but the Dolphins are one of those teams that just keep finding ways to win. They keep finding ways to win. Uh, they keep finding ways to win. And Tua looked good. This 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 team is good this team I, I wouldn't be this team can make some noise this team will make noise in the playoffs in my opinion so shout out to the Dolphins the Jets beat the Bears 31 to 10 the biggest story coming out of this game and of course it happened last week while we were out was Zach Wilson getting benched from Mike White uh, 
my opinion on the situation is Zach Wilson has been holding the team back and a team that that had absolutely no expectations I'm gonna say this the expectations for the Jets shouldn't have been at at least this point of the year seven and four so the fact that they're good enough to at least make some noise in the playoffs and then you have a quarterback that not only is holding the team back but not taking accountability for that yeah now you gotta you gotta go and then Mike White comes in and looks like looks like Aaron Rodgers of old in the now again yes the the Bears are like have the worst ranked defense or something like that but Mike White still look good and Robert Sala said the thing that was in my opinion the nail in the Zach Wilson coffin starting coffin and that is Mike White came in and didn't try to be you know a Hall of Famer he didn't try to do the big things he just he made the easy things look easy that right there is is a com- they can say it's not, but that's a shot at, at, at Zach Wilson. I know they said if you been Zach Wilson, you can lose him. Well, my G, the Zach Wilson that we have ain't doing nothing. And when you have pieces like Elijah Moore and 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 uh, Garrett Wilson, come on now. And the defense actually being really good, yeah, I, I respect it. So, yeah. The Bengals beat the Titans 20-16 to again. The the Bengals are are hottest fish grease right now. They are probably the hottest team in the league, and they are they haven't had hold on, excuse me, they haven't had Jamar Chase for the last what three four weeks, and he's scheduled to come back. This team is good. Uh, Joe Burrow has played himself into MVP conversations. The this is the Bengals team that made it to the Super Bowl. Now I didn't think we were going to get here. Trust me, I didn't. But this Bengals team is good. So shouts out to the Bengals. Um the Commanders beat the Falcons 19 to 13. He just look, I don't think Taylor Heineke is a franchise quarterback. No one should think that. But he finds ways to win. That was an ugly game, and I think if he played anybody else that was good, they would lose. But the com- he they did exactly what they were supposed to do. Brian Robinson looks really good. Terry McLaurin has looked good. Uh, Taylor Hunt, the defense, the defense was getting gashed on run plays. But however, Jamar, uh, not Jamar Chase, Chase Young should be coming back. Um, so, shouts out to the, the Washington man. The Chargers beat the Cardinals twenty five to twenty four. Cliff Kingsbury is yet another quarterback or yet another wide, uh, coach that sh- probably won't be here next next year. Uh, I think the writing is pretty much on the wall. It's is is over with for for Cliff because um, there's just so many problems with the Cardinals, and to me it all surrounds the coach. So because uh, it was a winnable game, they were up big on the Chargers and, and found a way to lose, found a way to lose. So yeah. Uh, the Raiders beat the beat the Seahawks forty to thirty four. It was an overtime. Yo, they allowed Justin no Josh Rich, Josh Jacobs to run like two hundred and ninety or two hundred twenty nine yards, something like that. Now I know he did bust out for a what eighty four yard run to seal the game, but like I said, the Giants and the Seahawks they're kind of yeah they're kind of they're kind of leveling out and they're and you're kind of seeing who they are not saying that they're terrible but 
yeah, that's that the 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 Seahawks that we thought we would see and the Giants that we thought we would see coming in is what we've seen these last few weeks. I'm just saying. The Rams lost to the Chiefs twenty six to ten. Um Matthew Stafford didn't play. But even if Matthew Stafford played, uh I don't think it would have mattered. Cooper Cup still not there. Allen Robinson's out. Yo, Travis Kelsey destroyed Jalen Ramsey. That's all I'm gonna say on that. The Chiefs, I mean no, the 49ers beat the Saints 31 to 0. For some reason, I don't understand why Andy Dalton's still starting. I don't understand it. Uh I know Elijah I think Elijah Elijah Wood uh from the 49ers, he got hurt. I know he's out for a couple weeks. But why why is Andy Dalton still starting? I don't know. I don't get it. Um the Sunday night football, the Eagles beat the Packers 40 to 33. The biggest story coming out of this was Aaron Rodgers getting hurt. Uh Jordan Love coming in and and you know scoring it or throwing a touchdown to Christian Watson. And now the the story is should they just sit Aaron Rodgers? I I understand what the Packers are doing and I res- I probably would do the same thing if there's a mathematical shot even though it is small I think it's like 2%. If there's a shot that I can still make the playoffs, I'm going for it. And I'm going for it with the best co- better quarterback which is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Jordan Love looked okay, but that was one pass. We didn't I mean did, did we not see what Jordan Love looked like after that? All I'm saying is this, man. There's a lot wrong with with the the Packers. And honestly, I'm going to be 100% real here. One of the biggest... I've been saying this, but I'll say it again. One of the biggest problems that I have with the Packers is their defense has been terrible. Their defense has a lot... Zaire Alexander, Darnell Savage, Maryland product, by the way, their de- Preston Smith, their defense has been god-awful this entire season. The one game they looked good was against... Um, the Buccaneers, and we just talked about how bad their offense has been. This defense has been god awful this entire year. And Matt Lafleur, bruh, Matt Lafleur, did you know that the Green Bay Packers are one of the worst second half teams? And what did I tell you guys? You can tell a good coach by what they look like the second half of games in in the NFL. And the Green Bay Packers are one of the worst. Now, yes. Aaron Rodgers has been playing with a bad thumb, and now his he has like a rib injury, which cost him uh, ending the game against the Eagles. But still, the defense has been terrible. Yo, the Eagles had to run like damn near three hundred yards on these on this team. It was bad, man. I think I, you know the future of this organization is Jordan Love right now, but Aaron Rodgers still making like fifty million dollars a year. You have to play him, and if there's a mathematical shot I'm to make the playoffs, even though it is slim, I will play the better quarterback because I'm trying to make the playoffs. So, and Monday Night Football, shouts out to the Steelers for beating the Colts twenty-four to seventeen. 
the biggest uh, story out of this game was the poor clock management or the mail, the, the clock mail practice mishandling of the Colts at the end of the game. I don't know why the hell Jeff Saturday just didn't call timeouts. Like, I don't get it. Like, why are you not calling a timeout? My GE. Yo, he ended the game with two timeouts. Think about that. You're, it's a one possession game. You have the ball and you don't call a timeout. I think you only call like one. That's a bad look, brother. That's a bad look. That's a bad look. Now, I know he came out and said, I wish I would have called the timeout. Yeah, no. Okay. Again, Jeff Saturday is not a coach. Ooh, let me not say. Jeff Saturday has not coached. So, he's, it's still a learning learning thing for him. But, but still, that costs you games. Now, I don't know even if you would have called the timeout or not, if you would have beat the Steelers or not. Kenny Pickett looked okay. Uh, Najee Harris looked pretty good. But you 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 had a better shot at winning the game if you would have used those timeouts in, instead of not. And that's what happened. So there you have that. That has been week 12 breakdown. Let's move forward. This is going to hurt me a little bit. But I'm going to be honest here. I'm going to be as objective as possible. College basketball has seen a bunch of upset or has you can kind of tell um how the season's going to go by the first few weeks and you can kind of tell that there's not a superior team this year in college basketball. Now I will say I thought it was going to be North Carolina. I'm not saying North Carolina still can't ultimately win the national championship. But I thought that it was going to be North Carolina bringing back R.J. RJ uh, Davis, bringing him back, you know, Caleb Love, bringing him back Armando Baycock Jr., bringing back a lot of players, also getting home, uh, Nance. I thought it was going to be them. Then they go, and I'm, and I'm looking at them. I'm like, okay, you're in a dogfight with Portland. You're in a dogfight with these teams that you should just be moving out the way then you lose to Iowa State and you lose even though it was quadruple overtime you lose to Alabama so now you go from 1 to 18 which is that's crazy now i did it does it doesn't help that UConn just boat raced Iowa State in the in the PK tour PK championship. But then okay, Gonzaga loses. Okay, Duke loses twice and Purdue destroyed them. Okay, well Kansas loses. Kentucky keeps losing. There I think the ain't no thing. The number 1 team right now is Houston. Uh, to me, there's at least as we currently sit and 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 talk about it, there's no dominant team. It could turn out to be Houston. It could turn out to be one of these teams that lost. I mean, as we know in college basketball, it doesn't really matter until like the last two weeks of the regular season. Plus, well, let me say this: you have to win games, but 
you if you know it doesn't it doesn't really really count until you get to the conference championship um or conference conference uh playoffs playoffs conference tournament but uh it hurts my soul, man. I thought I thought it was going to be North Carolina, and it still could be North Carolina, but they haven't looked good. Caleb Love still be taking the most infuriating shots I've ever seen. Amano Baycock kind of seems timid sometimes, and you're the senior. I'm just I'm just airing out my grievances. This could all be for naught. North Carolina could come back and win the win the whole thing, which I hope is the case, and I will come back here my North Carolina gear and shout from the Raptors but it's not looking that way right now there to me there's no dominant team it usually is a, let me say this most of the blue buds, bloods are not dominant Kentucky has problems Duke has problems North Carolina has problems uh, Gonzaga has problems Arizona has problems why did, why did Arizona get a shout out? <laughs> it's all the same. Let's move forward. So in the NBA, man, this has been a, a very interesting season so far. And I wanted to give my top five MVP candidates because there have been some there has been some incredible play by I mean, hell, Joel Embiid was out, but he had a, a 50. I think it was 59 point game. Uh, he also had a 30-point game. Kevin Durant the other day had a 45-point game talking about, I feel, you know, he, 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 when he wakes up, he's a bucket, which we all knew. Um, But I wanted to give my top five MVP. Uh, and, and, again, there's been some great people. There's some people that I'll just tell you now isn't on the list that just missed it is Ja Morant. He's been incredible, but – let me get my top five. Uh, at number five, I have Devin Booker. One thing that we have to acknowledge is the fact that, at least currently, the Phoenix Suns are number one in the West. They've been Chris Paul has not been he's been out. DeAndre Ayton has been playing really well, but the constantly scoring constant has been Devin Booker. Devin Booker has been incredible. And if it wasn't for Devin Booker, this team would be nowhere close to as good as they are. Yes, shouts out to DeAndre Aiden for playing well, but I have Devin Booker. I mean, Devin Booker just had a 44-point game, I believe, and hit really clutch. Devin Booker's obviously been really clutch as well as far as uh, in crunch time situations for the Suns this year. So I have Devin Booker at number five. Number four, I have, I have Giannis. Giannis is Giannis. Come on, bro. Giannis has been... The the Bucks are second in the East. Giannis, I think he just had a stretch of like 30, 30 or 35 um, point games, maybe like three or four of them in a row. Giannis has been that good. And, yeah, it's <laughs> – it's Giannis is something different. That's 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 all I will. Uh, yeah, and Giannis, Giannis has has. Let me see. Giannis is fifth in rebounds per game, and I think he yeah fourth in scoring at forty nine of thirty point nine. Mm, mm, mm. 
Shout out to Giannis. And number uh, at number three, I have uh, Shea Gilders Alexander. I have Shea because one, he's playing on a team that nobody had expectations of being as good as they are. I mean, if you look at the if you look at the um, standings right now. Even though they're eight and thirteen, nobody thought they were going to be as good and as entertaining as they are. Shea Gilgers, he's second in the league currently in or third in the league at points per game at thirty one point one. Shea has been incredible, and and he has he has had some his usage rate. He's fifth in he's fifth in usage rate at thirty two point four. That man is good. Shea, Shea Gilgis is and he's also one, two, three, four, fourth in points in the plate. He's averaging 15 and a half points in the paint. Shea. I I I have I it, it would behoove me not to to put him at number at number three. So I have Shea Gilders Alexander at number three. Number two, I have Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic is leading the league in scoring at 33.1. Uh Luka Doncic also is the is is fourth in assists per game at 8.4. Luka's been incredible. Now the biggest problem that Luka has and not just Luka but the biggest problem that Luka faces is his team is not that good. He doesn't have a second star, a second person that can that can help him really, uh, which is also kind of the, one of the biggest reasons why he's putting up the numbers that he's putting up. But I have Luca's number two, and and, and number two was hard, and I, Steph was was in there too. It's just the the Warriors haven't been winning enough for for me right now. Even though Steph is what second in the league in scoring, but I have to give it to Luca. And number one. Even though it is, it's number one, I have Jason Tatum. Right now, Jason Tatum, in my opinion, should be leading the league in or should be leading the MVP race currently. Now, yes, the team, the team is the team as a whole is good, but currently, the Boston Celtics have the best record in the NBA. Jason Tatum is fifth in scoring at thirty point eight. Uh, Jason Tatum is also one of the or the the cog that kind of keeps this Boston Celtics team together. Jason Tatum has been great. Jason Tatum has been and his defense has improved. And that's one of the biggest his defense has improved which has kind of permeated throughout the entire team. One of the biggest reasons why I'm giving it to Jason Tatum is because of the record, especially everything that went on this offseason. The fact that he has been the best player on the best team is is the biggest reason why I have him at number one. So, again, I have uh, – let me go back. I have Devin Booker at number five, Giannis at number four, Shea Gilgis-Alexander at number three, Luka at number two, and Jason Tatum at number one. I know I left out some good names like Steph Curry, uh, Nikola Jokic is up there that – John Morant can definitely and honestly quite as it's kept even though they they're terrible like even though the team record wise is terrible I have to give some consideration and and some some look at Anthony Davis 
with LeBron, when LeBron James was out, Anthony Davis was averaging like 37 points or something like that. Anthony Davis was has been incredible. Um, but he's done on my list. That's my top five. Let me know who's on your top five. We'll talk about it. Uh, moving forward, I was in here killing Ben Simmons. I was in here killing, not killing, but but you know, being honest about Ben Simmons, being honest about people like them, uh, Clay Thompson. They weren't playing well. Ben Simmons and Clay Thompson both have been playing incredibly better, and you can and it and it shows by the teams. I mean, Golden State's on a three-game win streak. Brooklyn is on a two-game win streak. The question is, with Ben Simmons playing better, does that make Brooklyn a Ben Simmons playing better? Kyrie Irving's back. Clay, T- I mean Kevin Durant is still Kevin Durant. Does that make them a team to beat in the West? I mean the East. The answer is hell to the no. This team is terrible defensively. Terrible. Yes, they can score with the best of them with with Kyrie, KD, Seth Curry, but defensively this team is horrible. If you look, there's no way I'm putting Brooklyn, even though you have good pieces. There's no way I'm putting Brooklyn over Boston. There's no way I'm putting Brooklyn over uh, Milwaukee. It's a dog fight if we talk about the 76ers. Hey, look at my Wizards at number seven. Um, Miami Heat, like no. Yes, you have Kevin Durant. Yes, you have Kyrie. Yes, you have Ben Simmons playing better. But defensively, this team is not good at all. And especially when you have a big or a person of size, Pauls, when 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 we talk about a, a Joel Embiid or when we talk about a Giannis, when we talk about players like uh, Sabonis, it, it, it's it's it, now I know Sabonis is definitely the Kings. I'm just saying. Oh, when you talk about DeAndre Ayton, or when you talk about Zion, or when you talk about Nikola Jokic, or Giannis, or uh, Vucevic, uh, it, it's just no, no, I don't see it. I don't see it. But they have been playing better, so shout out to them. Also, want to point out the fact of Carl uh, Anthony Towns did get hurt. Uh, I think it's a, luckily it's it's not as well. It was a calf calf injury that's going to sideline him for four to six weeks there hopefully that's that's all it is they're saying that it's 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 not an acl or an achilles so shout out it kind of feels like this is the same thing that happened with kevin durant in the in the playoffs uh the thing is of course hopefully they don't rush it's not as serious boom and they also don't rush uh carl anthony towns back like it kind of felt like Kevin Durant was rushed back, understandably so, with the playoffs. Um, I, the mil the the Minnesota Timberwolves aren't good, uh, even with Carl Anthony Towns, and that's that's not a shot on him or anything. I I just I don't know how they're fair without him. He is their best player currently, uh, but I am I am happy that it's not the injury is not as serious that as it looked, and it should be out four to six weeks. Hopefully, if it is longer, it's because it's just healing slowly, just not no hiccups. You know what I mean? So I hope that, you know, get well soon, Carl Anthony Towns. And lastly, before we go, the rich just continue to get richer. The 2022 World Series champions, Houston Astros, just picked up Jose Abreu. 
I know I said your name wrong, brother. I apologize. Uh, he was the AL MVP in 2020, which I also think is crazy. Because how are you an AL MVP in 2020, but yet you only made the all MLB second team? That's weird. But one of the biggest, uh, at least in the World Series, one of the biggest uh, strengths for the the Astros was their hitting and you just got an MVP first baseman or a former MVP first baseman so the rich just continue to get richer that's that's about it and there you have it that has been today's episode of the unpopular podcast I truly truly appreciate you guys if you want a popular podcast shirt hoodie sweater long sleeve joggers the link is in the description below i have multiple different colors multiple different designs so whatever you're looking for i pretty much got you just click on the link go to the website get the stuff check out bada bing bada boom also please subscribe to if you're listening please subscribe to if you're watching it definitely definitely mean a lot to me i appreciate all the comments that i'm getting i appreciate the interactions that i'm getting on instagram and on on Twitter, not Twitter, on uh, YouTube. I appreciate you guys. Uh, and until next time, much love. Falling in my bitch face Now she forever trying to show me how that shit tastes Ain't really been dropping, I been trying to get my shit straight Had to set my prices, 20 mil for every mixtape Party in every night, don't do it for me, I'm trying to get cake Level up, filling hundreds up all in my big safe I said enough, I said again, I'm trying to wet him up Thinking with his dick, I'm getting a pretty bitch to set him up It's better them than better us, it's never them, forever us And every M I ever touched, I multiplied it, doubled up I know life mad shit, I divide to see my brother up Some got in they feelings deep inside, but never bring it up And all I did was fuck shit up I told niggas that these hoes ain't got no love for us I told niggas that these rappers don't really fuck with us The wave is all they want from us, like it's made for only one of us I'm straight on all that other stuff, for real I know hanging deep off in the trench will get me killed But I get a rush from it, love the way it feel Hang around the vultures, knowing this rich cost a meal. Hold up, let me take the wheel. Said pay the cost to be the boss, so I expect to pay the bill. Said I expect to do some favors, but I expect to keep it real. And I'm expecting them to hate me where I shine and shit for real. But I ain't respecting niggas. Falling by no money, I know girls I'm giving. Bad bitch spaces, I got money out this world, and I be shining like a star on top of that. They know I'm third, my niggas. Lock behind them bars on top of that. I'm paying bills and paying the pills for all my niggas that got life inside themselves, and they're on will. I'm breaking bread with Billy Boys, they know my art is pure. You reach and I start drunk, cause I know the art of war. I know that they ain't on the shit we on, and that's for sure. I'm knowing that for sure. You ain't talking about no money when you talking. I'm like, what you talking for? When them new business had dropped me in Chino and Baltimore. Got the whole city popping for Philly to Baltimore. I really should talk some more motivation for all of y'all. Label calling on the line, and I know what they calling for. They calling about them ends, about them losses, them wins. I can show you how to make a boss out your men's. Turn your car to a Benz, but it'll cost you your friends. Waiting on your downfall if you fall, that's the end But if you win, they come around more and now I make amends, I seen it Cross my heart, hope they die, fuck niggas, I mean it Honey, shoot as I survive, beat the streets of my jeans Living life on the edge Shorty said I'm living like a price on my head Got the pipe out of bed, I'm trying to get a nigga right from what he dead I'm trying to take a nigga life from what he said Too many nights, you seeing red
too many. Too many nights from seeing red. 